for how far you have brought us. As your word comes forth, may your power and your might be revealed. May your son Jesus Christ be made known. May he be lifted up above every name. May Jesus be lifted up above every name. By the mention of his name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. That he is Lord. So the song it says, You are Lord from beginning to the end. There is no place for argument. You are by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There is no place for argument. Ah, ah, my father. You are God. God, you are God, yeah, from beginning to the end. Ah, there is no place for yeah, you are God, you are God, you are thank you. Have your way in the life of your church and be glorified. Be glorified in Jesus' name. May the church say amen unto Jesus. Oh, come on, say amen unto Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't matter what you may be going through, but rejoice always. Now when things are just okay, but in season out of season, he is still God. And if you can trust him to be that same God, that it doesn't matter what I may be going through. Because as far as I'm concerned, greater is he who is in me than that that is of this world. If you know who is in you, then rejoice always. May believers lift up their voice of praise to God. If you are a believer, Lift up your voice of praise to God. Lift up your voice of praise to God. If you are a believer, if you believe in the name of the Lord, in the name of the one who began and who will bring it to an expected end, if you believe in him, I wish I had some people here 
that will know how to just lift up their voice. Lift up their voice. Lift up their voice. When you lift up your voice, he said, I can cause the souls to even praise him. So you, he has made you in his image and the likeness of him. You, 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 you have to get this. You have to get this. He created you in his image and his likeness. can overcome our God. What are you going through that is bigger than our God? What have you seen that is bigger than our God? I join with David and say, I have walked upon this ground, but I've never seen the righteous beg for bread. Not that David did not experience hardship. He, of course, experienced hardship. But what he knew, that his God was a provider. What he knew, was the God that he believed in, the God that he trusted in, that if the Lord has brought me this far, this God would not leave me. I don't know what journey you are walking in, but you may feel like it is coming to a place that you don't know where God wants you to go next. But God, who began, will take us to an expected end. Not just any end, but the end that he created. The end that he said, let there be. May the Lord bless this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Please have your seats. We want to thank the Lord so much for such a time like this. And the Lord bless you for being here today. And we pray for all those who have traveled across places that the Lord will bring them home safely. We also want to thank the Lord as our dear brother and his wife, Minister Eric, is in Lynchburg today ministering. We pray for God's grace over his life. Amen. We also want to acknowledge the life of our dear brother, the resident pastor, the senior pastor in the shepherd's house at Lynchburg. Pastor Emmanuel Kwafu and his wife for being here today as well. May the Lord should bless you. And I want to bless the Lord that you are here. Because I believe in the body of the fellowship. You know, we cannot gain it all. But the Lord brings all resources into our lives for the sake of the next journey. And so that is what makes the body of the fellowship so important in our everyday life. Amen. This year, we've been dealing with the topic of the bigger frame of work about prayer. Amen. Amen. And we began this year, and I've been saying that the church has missing that very identity of our lives about prayer. Right now, we are living in time that we are not seeing the evidence of the might of God sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes because of the lack of us really engaging ourselves in prayer. Amen. Amen. Because but we have to understand that God... <laughs> If it comes to prayer, if you are a child of God and you have not understand the need of prayer, then you are missing a lot in your Christianity. So in the gospel of Luke chapter 11, verses 1 going, the Lord started to just talk to his disciples and to us. 
the pattern of prayer. And it was not so much about just re 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 you know, reciting these words and saying that I have prayed. But it's necessary for the children of God to understand what every word that he revealed in this scripture about the place of teaching us how to pray, what it meant in our everyday life when we go, when we, when we go before God in prayer. So we have dealt with the topic of our Father in heaven. We have dealt with hallowed be your name. And now we are getting to the very last approach of finishing the series of thy kingdom come. And why Jesus Christ emphasized on the fact that when we are praying, this has to be in our mindset that let thy kingdom come. Hallelujah. Our scriptures will be coming from Matthew chapter 4. Verses 17, and then also Luke chapter 18, verses 18 to 30. We are not going to be reading it right now, amen? But as we go through this, I want us to be able to spend the time to really understand the fullness of this, amen? I believe very well that the Lord is leading us to this very, today's message about thy kingdom come. It is the core message of the life of the church and also a believer. If a believer does not understand the fullness of what it means, thy kingdom come. You are believed all right, but you may also be not having the advantage of being a believer. Because he's saying that when you are praying, pray in this pattern. That our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? Let thy kingdom what? Come. Say to yourself, let thy kingdom Come. It is very unfortunate that in the life that we're living now, this very core message has been missing. The kingdom of God is missing in our language as children of God. Can I say that again? Because if you look at what Jesus Christ came to preach, the Bible says that when he sent out his disciples, he said that go out and preach this message. Thy kingdom is near. Hallelujah. So if there is any message for the children of God to understand, to walk in, to live by, it is the kingdom message. Amen. Can I get some church here? Amen. Because when you come to understand that you are in the kingdom, you have been moved from one kingdom to another kingdom. And for the past few weeks, the various speakers have been teaching on some different things about this kingdom of heaven. One, we talked about the fact that the kingdom of heaven is light. Not just the light that you turn on and off. But the kingdom is light. That wherever the kingdom is, there is light. Darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot overtake it. Where there is light, you have the ability to walk with clarity. You didn't get me here. Where there is light... There is no confusion. Where there is light, there is no fear. You see, you only fear where there is darkness. But where there is light, there is no fear. So the Bible says that he has not given to us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. But the spirit of what? Sound mind. Hallelujah. Because where the light of God is, where the light of God is, it doesn't matter what may come your way. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. I'm not talking about the sun that you see. I'm not talking about the moon that you see. But I'm talking about your situation that may seem so darkened. He 
says that where there is light, that darkness cannot stay. Your situation that seems so darkened that you don't know. Because when there is darkness, you can't see where you are going. But where there is light, you know where you are going. So the kingdom of God is what? Light. And it also says, we also learn that the kingdom is also what? Life. Hallelujah. It means that when God is asking us that when we pray, we should have this mindset that let that kingdom come. It means that we are asking for life to be manifested. So any situation that looks dead, light, life, makes the difference. Lazarus was dead for four days. But when the life came, and he mentioned Lazarus come out, Lazarus had no other option but to come out of that very place of darkness. I don't know what you may have gone through, but we also learned that this kingdom of heaven is also the truth. The Bible says that the truth shall what? Set us free. You should walk liberated. You should walk as a child of God. When you know the truth, the evil one cannot deceive you. When you walk in the truth, the evil one cannot think that he has ability or power over you. Because where the truth of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Mm. Can I get an amen here? We also learn that the people of the kingdom must carry the apostolic grace and the prophetic grace. The apostolic grace is the grace whereby we speak and God does it. Hallelujah. The prophetic grace is the grace whereby it gives us the ability to understand and hear the voice of God and speak as the Lord has said. And we say, thy say is the Lord. Hallelujah. And we also dealt with the fact that the king of this kingdom has dominion over everything. Hallelujah. Not just something, but everything, he has what? Dominion over it. Amen. And that is why Jesus Christ, when he was teaching this, he made, it, made sure that the place of thy kingdom come. We need to know how to desire after this kingdom. Acts of this kingdom to operate and come into our life. Hallelujah. Because when this kingdom of God comes into our life, it changes our situation. You see, prayer is not an idea. And sometimes we think it's an idea. So that is why sometimes when you don't have anything going on, you don't know what to pray. <laughs> Can I say that again? Prayer is not an idea. Neither is prayer a formula. That you pray A and you pray B and then this happens. But prayer is the very life that God has given access to us. That we have this life access to his kingdom. You see, the word of the Lord says in Mark chapter 11 verses 24. He says, therefore, it, I tell you, whatever you ask in what? Prayer. Believe that you have received what? It. And it will what? Be yours. Oh, what with me. Mark chapter 11 verses 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you want, ask in what? Prayer. Believe it. What does that mean here? 
It means that prayer belongs to God, not to anything else. Can I say that again? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let me teach that. Prayer belongs to God. Why? Because he is the God that hears our prayers. He has ears and he hears. He has eyes and he sees. So those who have not come to believe in God that believe in other things, there are some those who worship trees and worship all sorts of things. Those things cannot speak back. Those things cannot what? Speak back. Hallelujah. So prayer belongs to who? God. So when we pray, he is the God that answers our prayer. We have to get this. Because sometimes we think that prayer belongs to something else. Prayer does not belong to your problem. Prayer does not belong to your challenges. But prayer belongs to God. That is why it is impossible that you go to God in prayer and leave out empty. Because prayer belongs to him, he is in it. And because he's in it, he has to glorify himself in it. So when a believer prays to God, he's praying to God because we know that, God, I'm coming to you because this belongs to you. This situation belongs to you. It is not in my own cup. It is not in my own corner. But it belongs to you. Prayer belongs to who? God. So when you pray to God, that God then says, because you have come to me in prayer, believe in me. And you shall what? Receive it. So we don't just say we are praying any ordinary prayer. But prayer belongs to God. And because it belongs to God, he is in it. So when you go on your knees to pray, know that he's ever ready to hear you. When you go on your knees and you are praying, know that you are not praying to the wind. Know that you are not praying to just in your room. Know that you are not praying to things that cannot hear you. But you are praying to a God that hears our prayer. And just doesn't just hear it, but he also answers the prayer. Because prayer belongs to him. So he says, when you are praying, ask that this kingdom, his kingdom shall come. This kingdom shall what? Come. The, the importance of this. I want to just keep expanding on this briefly. Because we have lost some disconnection because we have become the pray for me Christians in this generation. But I came to rebuke that in the Shepherd's House Worship Center. That when we call for prayers, people of God know that it is time because God is in it. Because when the children of God knows the importance of prayer, then when the Bible says, Jesus Christ is teaching us and saying, let thy kingdom come, we will understand why. You see, he says we are asking for a kingdom to come. It means that there is a kingdom that we belong to. And there is a king that we are under. So when we are praying and saying, God, let that kingdom come, it means we are activating to have access 
to everything of the kingdom in our life on this earth. <laughs> you didn't get me. Let, let, let me explain, explain this for the sake of myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I explain this? For the sake of myself. Because I, I know sometimes when I, I, I get I, the Lord, I, am, I get sometimes carried away sometimes. I want to just bring it down. You see, the truth is this. Every country, when you go to a country, America, it's America. The land of America belongs to who? Belongs to who? Good. But even though America has its land, there is, you know, laws that gives other countries the ability to establish embassies in the land. Many of you are from different parts of the world. But before you came here, you could not get access to America without America embassy giving you permission to come here. You, you, did, you get me here. Maybe if you're not getting me, please stop me down so I can explain this to you. So, 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 your ability to come to America had to be granted by you first walking into the American embassy. And for those who have become citizens of America, even though you were first citizen of another country, but now your citizen has changed, the moment you walk into America, and America gave you the full right to be a citizen of this country, you had to let go of your former citizenship because now your citizenship in America gives you legal rights to do everything Americans do. You can vote. You can speak. And you also have to abide by the law of America. Did you get me? But you see, your country may have an America embassy, wherever you are from. In the search of my little studies, I came to realize that if you are from Nigeria, if you are from Congo, the Congo president and his government or government cannot walk into America embassy without permission. You didn't get me. Because the very embassy is protected by an international law that it is a sovereign place. So even though the, the American embassy may be in Congo, Congo government, government does not even have the ability to walk into the embassy and do anything they want because it is American embassy. So when God is saying, when you are praying, ask, let thy kingdom come, it means that he wants you to start to operate in the embassy of the kingdom. So even as you are walking on this earth, you are walking in the embassy of this what? Kingdom. So the Bible says, no weapon that fashion against me shall ever prosper. The reason is because even when you are in 
in, in Congo and there is a flood, the American embassy will still experience the flood. But because it is an American embassy, America brings the resources to deliver their people because their people belong to them. I said prayer belongs to God. If you know the essence of prayer, your life as a child of God will change. The reason why most Christians, we are not seeing the power and authority of God is because we have lack to understand this kingdom. Hmm. Can I keep going? I said this year, the challenges we face in our times today, most people recognize the need of the kingdom of God, immunity. But we are unwilling to enter into it. We recognize that all we need is in this kingdom. But hear me, we are unwilling to enter into it. Take your, gospel, your Bible to the Gospel of Matthew. I mean, Luke, chapter 18. And I want us to open our eyes. And I want the Lord to just teach us something here really quickly. Verses 18. I'm going to read this for the sake of time. Because I realize our time is gone. But I still give glory to God. Amen. Amen. Because I still believe that what we need to learn here, we have to learn here. If we don't, by the mercy of God, next week we'll continue. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. No pressure. Tell your neighbor, no pressure. Oh, please, find your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, no pressure. Because we have to get this. We have to get this. All right. Luke chapter 18, verses 18, the word of the Lord says, Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your what? Mother. This is for the youth. Amen. Uh, if you don't like to listen to it, I said it. Honor your father and your who? Your mother. Just because you're afraid of your father does not mean you can dishonor your mother. Hallelujah. That's not part of the message, but I'm still continuing. I just want to share light on that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, all these things I have kept from my what? Youth. Means that this guy has acquired years of experience and has become acquainted with the law of God. Correct? But he's asking, how does he what? Eternal. Oh, can I get a church here? He's asking what? Oh, can I get a church here? He's asking what? Huh. Uh, let's go. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you are still, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the people and you will have treasure in where? Heaven. And come, follow what? Me. But he, but when he heard this, 
he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eyes of the needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, now, let me finish. And those who heard, who heard it said, who then can be saved? But he said, the things which are impossible with men, with men are possible with what? God. Then Peter said, see, we have left all and follow you. But he said to them, as surely I say to you, there is no one who has left his house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of what? God. Who shall receive? Who shall not receive many things more in this present time and in the age to come? Eternal life. This rich man said, I have, I have acquired and done all that is in the law. But Jesus Christ said that there's one thing that is left. Go and sell everything that you have. And that became a problem. I said the biggest challenge we have is not that we don't know about this kingdom of God. But it's about how we enter into it. We want the immunity of the kingdom. But how to enter into it? It is different. How to enter into this kingdom is forsaking all things. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repenting for the kingdom of God is near. Repenting for the kingdom of God is near. Maybe you are thinking that I am not rich. So maybe I'm okay. But we are talking about the things that you have held on to so much that is so dear to you that you are not willing to let go. Hallelujah. You see, the, the, the topic of repentance boils down to two things. One, your willingness to turn. He says that in 2 Chronicles 7, verses 14, he says, if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, will humble themselves, Turn from their wicked ways. He shall what? Hear their prayers. But it's not the issue of turning. Most people don't have the issue of turning. The issue is you have to be willing to forsake it. What are you willing to forsake? Since you became a child of God, what are you willing to forsake? What have you forsaken for the sake of the kingdom? You see, what he said is that Jesus Christ said, I will never leave you or forsake you. It's because if you come to him, he said it in his word. He says, anyone who has what? Left everything behind. He shall what? Receive more. Every in the present time means not just when I get to heaven. It's when I will experience the blessings of God. But even as I am living now, if I can forsake these things, that God will give me more. But the issue is we 
fail to forsake. Some of us, we have not forsaken so many things since we came to believe in Jesus. We have turned our right, but we still want to carry so many things into the kingdom. It doesn't work. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't work. Oh, please, tell your neighbor, it doesn't work. If we don't forsake our pride, if we don't forsake that sin that we are still sitting in, if we don't forsake that jealousy, if we don't forsake that hatred, can I, can, can I say that again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I say that again? Yeah. It doesn't matter what somebody has done for you, against you. Forsake it all. Hatred is not part of the package. Because you have immunity in the kingdom of God. You get my point? The reason why sometimes we are not seeing the fullness of God in our prayers is because we have not what? Forsaken. We enter into prayer with all that pain. And yet expect God to do his miracle. Time is fast gone, so I'm not done. But one day I'll be done. <laughs> Hallelujah. One thing I will not do is I will not push you fast through the word. You need to get it. Because the church of God needs to learn how to forsake. We don't know how to forsake. Say it to yourself, I don't know how to forsake. The truth be told. Without raising your hands, if God asks us today, have you forgiven this person? Have you let go of this? Have you let go of this? Have you let go of this? Only God is my witness. Even the pastor, God have mercy upon me. I'm so serious on this message. Because we have undervalued the need to forsake. But we cannot bring this into the kingdom of God. We cannot bring our own mindset, our own attitude into the kingdom of God. Everything has to be, we talked about this in Bible studies today. That even when we are given promotion at work, everybody say praise the Lord. The Lord has heard my prayer. But when we say, man of God, pray. For the church, that is where you want to go into your own quiet time. And you would like to quote the word. God says that when you want to pray, go into your closet. <laughs> so I need to go in my closet first. There is authority. There is power. I'm going to finish this next week and you understand this. That this kingdom that we belong to is not just any ordinary kingdom. Jesus told his disciples, go out and preach that the kingdom of God is near and heal the sick. The lame should walk. The dead should rise. You, through you, to your acceptance of this kingdom, there needs to be signs and wonders that will follow you all the days of your life. Please rise on your feet.
Just lift up your voice and just thank the Lord this very moment.